0: Perception Perception is is reality. Reality. and gentlemen this 152nd episode of Perception Is Reality, I'm calling this episode Chris and Amber Shoot the Shit. This is going to be a little bit different episode than what we had planned, and it's going to be a little bit different episode than what we generally do. So normally we have a topic planned for conversation, and we might talk about various articles or other research that I've done or she's done throughout the week in between episodes. Uh, that's not what's going to be happening this evening. As I was planning this episode out, I knew that the president of the United States would be speaking on Wednesday. That's why we're a couple days late. We didn't record on Monday or Tuesday, even to get it out for Tuesday because I knew he would be speaking on Wednesday. And when I started to plan that, I realized I needed a piece of equipment. Uh, so you would be able to, what we wanted to do was record, While he was live, so you would be able to hear Amber, President Biden, and I, you'd be able to hear him, we'd be able to pause him and talk, rewind it, shoot forward, do all of that, and I bought that, and I procrastinated a little bit, that's what happened, I didn't come up to hook it up until just a little bit before... Uh, the recording was to begin before he was to go on. And although I had the equipment that I needed, I was missing one little adapter and everywhere was closed because of COVID hours and Walmart and Meyer didn't carry the adapter. So instead of pushing this off another day so we could watch the recording and then talk about it and then edit in various cuts of the speech, that's how we regularly do it. We wanted to do something a little bit different, something a little fun. We decided, all right, we don't want to do that and we don't want to put it off another day to cram for something else. Instead, we're going to hit record and Amber and I are just going to talk. There have been a couple things that have happened over the last couple days to both her and I that kind of gave us some ideas of things that we could kind of bounce off of each other. Uh, But other than that, we're just going to talk, and we figured that since you guys are our dear friends, that you guys could come along for the ride, and it would be like sitting around and listening to some friends chat. So that's going to be exactly what this is. And I tell you, I think every now and then it's good to get out of doing the serious stuff. I know the last couple episodes have been pretty heavy, have been pretty serious... So this is going to be one where we can kind of let our hair down and just kind of relax. It's not going to be so, so stuffy. This might be the perfect episode for you to share with that friend or family member or coworker that you don't really know if they like my politics or politics in general. This might be a great episode for you to say, hey, check this episode out. Check this podcast out. Of course, remind them we can be found on all major podcast hosting sites every Podcast hosting site in the world, we are on. From Apple Podcast to Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Radio Public, Castbox, Overcast, uh, you name it, we're there. iHeartRadio, Alexa, uh, Amazon Music, we are there. Also, don't forget to check us out on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Bilberry 318. That's Christopher H. bilbury on Facebook. Don't forget to tell them to look there as well. Uh, But yeah, this might be a great episode for you to pass on. Don't forget to share the show with everyone. You know that's the only thing we ask of you here. Uh, All right, so let's go ahead and begin this madness. Before we do, we're going to take a quick break so we can get one of those out of the way. When we come back, Amber and I are just going to start talking and where we'll stop no one will know ladies and gentlemen you're listening to this 152nd episode of perception is reality she's amber i'm chris you guys are absolutely lovely we'll be right back Gentlemen, do you have issues or trouble with your plumbing Then look no further than reliable plumbing services? That's RPS. Sherry Sheeline, Mark Bolin, they are your plumbers for any issue you may have. Sewer, drain service, sewer locating, sewer camera, water jetting, sewer installation, general plumbing, toilet install and service, water heaters, septic tank repairs and install, and much, much more. All plumbing needs, 28 years experience, experience senior citizen discount and if you tell them that you heard this commercial right here they will give you a small discount as well tell them chris sent you from perception is reality again that's mark bolin and sherry sheline the number to call is 765-252-3665 reliable plumbing services call them today <laughs> Perception. Perception. Is reality. Reality. Perception. Is. Reality.
1: Reality.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode 152. I'm Chris, she's Amber, and we're just going to be shooting the shit all episode long. So, all right, a couple things happened to me this week. Uh, where I wasn't procrastinating and dropping the ball on being able to record us talking while the president was talking. You know, we can overlook that. But uh, something else that happened to me was I was invited to my 20th year class reunion. And that really sucks. Um, it's, It's hard for me to think about Because I understand how old I am. I know I'm near 40 years old, but I also feel like I'm like 25. Look, I I used to say I felt like I was 18. I used to say that all the time. Like, I feel like I'm 18, but I don't feel like I'm 18. Look, I wake up in the morning. I feel that I'm stiff I know that I'm having this problem or that problem, but I'll be honest. I feel like I'm 25 or I'm 30. I certainly don't feel like I'm 10 years away from being 50. I don't want to be 10 years away from being 50. I want to be like 25 or 30, but I also feel like, you know, they always say that, you know, aging is good for men. I hope that's true. But I just honestly have never felt my age. But then I get this notification that I'm going to be going to my 20-year class reunion in September of this year, and that just absolutely kicked my ass. But then a couple of other things occurred. So somebody got a hold of me and asked for help concerning the public housing in the city which this is based out of muncie indiana and i noticed that the arguments that i were making put me in a different category from what i would generally find myself and i think i might piss a couple people off here but bear with me i got done making my statement And I went back and I listened to it on this video and I thought, oh, how Democrat of me. But look, I feel like as I'm getting older, I am quickly, quickly coming to learn that I don't need to fit anybody's mold. You know, I often take heat for not being Republican enough or not being Democrat enough. And I'm like, wait a minute. You know, who are you and why do I have to fit your mold of what I should be? I can be a conservative and be all in favor of gay marriage and support gay marriage and and have no issue with that. And if you don't like that, well, then that's between you and your whatever, your your Republican voter card, I guess. I know that I'm a conservative. I know that I can also have friends that are Democrats and support candidates that are Democrats. And if you say, well, what about this? This causes this, this, and this. Okay, great. I am nearly, you know, an old man. I can start saying and feeling however the hell I want. And if I want to say I support gay marriage as a conservative, then get the hell off my lawn. So my guess my question to you, Amber, is you're still a couple good years younger than I am. Has anything occurred to you? Excuse me. Oh, Jesus. Yes. Bless you. Are you all right? <laughs> all right. I, didn't, yeah, I sure. thought maybe a mouse was getting you again. No, all right, sorry. Uh, That completely threw me off. Well, we've already derailed already. No, um, I guess what I'm saying is, no, look, I'm a young man. I understand that. I've still got lots to do, and, and I'm doing very well. But at the same time, on the other side of that coin, look, I realize that I'm not 25 or 30 or even 35 anymore. I understand that I'm starting to creep up there. Hell, I'm reaching ages that I can vividly remember my... My mom used to say, I don't want to be this old or that old, and now I am that age that she said she didn't want to be. So I get it. I understand. Time is, you know, doing what time does. On top of that, I've also been through experiences like I've got a couple divorces under my belt. That sucks. I've also been through the death of a parent. So I guess what I'm asking is, even though you're still a good number of years younger than I am, have you started seeing things happening in your life that have made you think, okay, I'm not, I'm not, young, young anymore. Like, I'm starting to get this middle age. And how are you doing with that? Are you doing well? Some people do fine with it. Are you not doing well? Or has it not
1: hit yet? <laughs> One of the funny things about this conversation is once you are, like, realizing that you're getting older, mm-hmm. but also realizing that somehow someone let you leave a hospital with another Oh yes. Being, You, that, it's kind of like Groundhog Day. You literally just wake up every morning and you're like, oh yeah, holy shit, somebody, somewhere decided that I am an adult, an adult enough to raise these tiny humans. Yeah, absolutely. And you're you're not quite sure who decided that. Right. And, but you make it happen. So I think it's like, I'm not having any of those like I don't know, like midlife crisis stuff. Like I feel like when I turned 30, that was, that was a big deal. And it wasn't a big deal in the like, Oh my God, I'm 30. I'm so old. Like I wasn't sad about it. It was like the first time. And I've never been, I've never been much of a, you know, really the type of person to give a shit, but it was really where I was like, you know what? I'm closer to 50 than, I am to
0: being young.
1: Yeah. I just don't have to care. That's interesting. You know, like if you don't like me for this or that reason, I like I'm still gonna tell you to have a good day. And that's gonna be that. Like, that I, right. just, like just like I don't have to like you. Sure. Like and I just really I mean, I was the type... So in high school, I was probably the most high maintenance I've ever been in my life between 2003 and 2006. How old would you have been then? Uh, this would have been like 14 to 17 for me.
0: Okay, that seems crazy. It doesn't seem like you would have been that young then, but uh, okay.
1: So I was the type in high school, like I got up early enough to shower and do my makeup and do my hair And I had to look at my hair from the back like four or five times to make sure it looked okay. And my shoes had to match my outfit and my belt had to match my shoes. And I had to have an extra change of clothes in my volleyball bag. And I mean, it was like, I was very put together. I very much cared about what I looked like, what I wore. And I mean, mind you, I went to Wapahani like, There was 80 kids in my class. It's not like I was impressing a a small town or a small city. Like
0: sure, uh, sure, sure. I get, I get.
1: And then when it it was almost, it was literally like almost overnight. When I turned 30, I was just like, I don't have time for that anymore. Like, and what was the, what was the
0: click? What, what, what happened? I don't know.
1: I, I really don't know. I was just like, you know. I mean, I don't go out of the house without having showered in two weeks or <laughs> right. wearing pajama pants to or or, you know, like, I still am hygienic. But if my hair's not perfect and I don't have makeup on and my kid has to be at T-Ball, well, that's just too damn bad, T-Ball mom. You're going to have to see me looking like this.
0: Right. Yes. Yes.
1: And I just I just stopped caring and. It was almost like this, I almost feel like I became allergic to inauthenticity. Like, I never, I've never liked fake people. I've never, I've never been fake myself, but... If I was around someone that was being fake, I would I would usually just kind of like sit through it uncomfortably and be like, okay, yeah, it's great. Oh, this yeah. is amazing. Right. And just kind of go along with it so as to not make them feel uncomfortable. You wouldn't
0: rock the boat,
1: right? And now I'm just like, we're rocking this boat, baby. <laughs> like, if you, if I, if I even sense a little bit of fake or you're being a snake or you're two faced or whatever if you're if you're someone that's not close to me i'm just going to slowly walk away and not have anything to do with you um i don't i don't wish any anything bad for these people but i just don't want that in my life and if it's someone that i am close to i'm gonna be like why are you doing this Who do you, who are you trying to impress by consistently lying on social media and going into thousands of dollars in debt to buy things to impress other people? Like, why? Why? Right. Right. So that's, that's been the biggest change for me so far with aging, like other than just you know, getting out of bed and feeling like I need a back transplant. <laughs> right. But, yeah, a personal yeah,
0: that's, chiropractor and massage on call. Oh, but yeah. It's weird because I can recall the time when, well, well what's now my ex-wife... Uh, started becoming like what you're mentioning there, and I can specifically remember it because at one point when she would go to get ready to drop the kids off, even if she didn 't have to go to work she would like get all made up and do this or you know to go to pick the kids up if she 'd been in the house if I took the kids to school and she was going to go get them she would do that and then all of a sudden one day she was like yeah I'm not, I don't need to do this and now don 't get me wrong, I like women who don 't wear a lot of makeup I, I like the natural look and I always get in trouble when I say that because people say, "Oh, even the people that you say that are wearing makeup." But the point of what I'm saying is, I like a natural look. I like women who know how to wear makeup to enhance what they have rather than they're trying to, you know, make a barn the Taj Mahal, you know, and I that's probably sexist or whatever, but it we're just we're just letting her hair down here real quick. But I can remember when my ex was like, oh, these bitches, they're just, they're getting ready and doing all of this and spending four and a half hours. And, you know, I look good just popping out of the house the way I do. And I, who's got time to do what they're doing just to come stand online and get the kids? Uh, you know, I, I can remember her griping about that. And of course, I didn't really fully understand it at the time.
1: Okay, I'm going to play devil's advocate there for a second. All right. So... When I was working the job that I had until COVID, I made my own schedule. I covered a territory that was made up of mostly all of Indiana, parts of Kentucky, and parts of Ohio. So I purposely made my appointments around my kids' schedule. So if I needed to be at the science fair, then I made sure I was at the science fair. If I sure. needed to be there for baseball practice, I made sure I was there for baseball practice. And I mean, obviously, sometimes there were times when I had really important meetings that I just couldn't move or couldn't miss. But for the most part, I would make time for those. But it was always one of those, I'm going to get to daycare just in time to pick up the kid, get him where he needs to be, and have the, you know, have the younger two with me too. And I distinctly remember last I guess it wasn't last year cuz school got canceled. Well, I think it was before school got COVID canceled last year. They the elementary school had this like science night. It wasn't the science fair, it was like this night where you could bring the kids and there was a bunch of different local sciencey things. You can tell I'm not a science person.
0: <laughs> sciencey things, okay?
1: Yeah, and you could and it was like set up in the gym and you could walk around and see all these booths and my son really wanted to go. And the doors opened at 5.30. And I I don't like crowds. I hate crowds.
0: Okay, yeah. Like,
1: if I feel crowded, I want to, like, claw my way out of the box. It's awful. So I'm like, well, we're getting there right when the doors open. Because I want to be able to get in and get out before people start showing up after dinner, you know? Right. And we get there and we're standing in line outside of the school waiting for the doors to open. And I'm still wearing my work clothes. So I'm like business casual you know black dress pants heels dress shirts my I mind you i worked in the beauty industry so my hair and makeup is completely done sure i have on fake eyelashes my nails are done and the looks i got standing in that line And the whispers, like these other moms, like, oh, my God, why is she wearing that? Like, look, bitch, I'm not here to take your husband. I'm here to let my kid make a (laughs) volcano. Right. (laughs) And it just, I even remember thinking, like, I guarantee you, these people think that I got this dressed up to come here. When in all actuality, I'm this dressed up because I was busy making $100,000 deals during the day. Sure,
0: I see what you're saying. So you're saying, like, don't get too hard on people that might.
1: Right, and I understand. Like, I get where you're coming from to an extent. I know there are some women who are stay-at-home moms, and they have to be completely put together to drop their kid off or pick their kid up. Like, some people are just like that, and I do think that's a little over the top. But just because you see a mom dressed up with full face makeup and hair in the drop off or pickup line doesn't mean that she did it just for that reason.
0: Absolutely. I I definitely see what you're saying. I think it just, I I think we all know women that I'm, like I'm talking about and and men do their own things. It's a little bit different for men, but I tell you, in a stream of consciousness, truly a stream of consciousness, uh, to show how off the wall this is, something that we kind of talked about just briefly before we started recording is this new age feminism Look, before I get in trouble, I want to specifically say, I think I'm a feminist. I want you to make as much money or more than me. I want my girlfriend, my wife, my mother, you know, not to be held down. Ladies, you want to burn your bras, I'm burning them with them. You want to wear your bras, I'll wear them with you. You want to wear crotchless underwear, have at it. I don't care what goes on. I think it's 2021. We should all be the same. And I am not trying to stand in the way of any woman from doing anything she damn well pleases, all right? So please understand that. But this whole social media, Instagram, Facebook concocted feminism is like nails on a chalkboard to me. It's like, we're not going to practice what we preach, but here we have feminism on parade. Like, click, subscribe. You know, they're doing all this craziness and saying all this craziness on social media, but then behind the scenes, they are living a completely different life. It just, it is so off-putting. And I don't really understand what it even is.
1: So I think it's when you realize that you can't blame where you are in life on your parents anymore. It's when we get old enough. Like, so in high school, you know, every there's socioeconomic classes in high school. Like, there just are. You've got the rich kids. You've got the poor kids. You've got the, you know, kind of poor kids, but live in a nicer house, but still don't wear brain, brand name stuff. Like there's these different groups, but in high school, you can be one of the poor kids that still got a bomb personality and blame it on your parents' poor choices. And it's cool. And you can probably break into the more popular group or whatever. And by the way, I'm, this is absolutely not what I experienced in high school. Like my school was small enough that we didn't really have, clicks necessarily but I think once we get into the late 20s early 30s late 30s like that decade that's when you are kind of you you've kind of set your career you're trying to buy a house or you've seen that your friends have already bought houses and some of them have already gotten promotions or master's degrees or doctorates and you start realizing like, okay, these people are still great people and I'm still a great person, even though, you know, she might make $250,000 a year and I make 45. And I think that's kind of where the, we're going to fix each other's crowns thing comes into play. Like, okay. Even though she might not on the, on the, Surface, It might not look like she's working as hard as, you know, Susie, because she's not living in a $500,000 house. She still deserves just as much recognition because she's working 70 hours a week with her three kids. And Susie's working part time with her one kid and her husband that makes 1.5 million a year. Like, you know what I mean?
0: Sure, absolutely. But, I mean, that that makes it seem wonderful and, and really an optimistic thing. And, and I, I think that if you're really like that and doing it, that's one thing. And that might account for what you're talking about here. But what about the people that are so fake in it and, and all the, the, the icky, cringy aspects of it?
1: Part of it is also just, you know, not wanting to put up with bullshit.
0: Yeah, but some of them are just kind of blah people too though, right?
1: If you if you find one of those women on Facebook that's constantly posting the you can straighten another woman's crown without telling her it was crooked. Yes. Like the if you see a lot of those posts, you'll probably find a bunch of loyalty posts too.
0: Yeah, right.
1: And I think loyalty is a trend word right now. I think people are too, like, people love the word loyalty and the idea of it so much that they're all willing to be loyal to a fault. Like, I am going to be loyal to my friends. Like, I'm not going to stop talking to you because you made a stupid mistake or, you know, or I heard that you were talking shit about me or made fun of my outfit. But if I see that you are doing something stupid that is going to harm you or your family or your husband or your job, I'm going to call you out. <laughs> okay. And that doesn't, that doesn't mean that I'm not loyal. Right. That means that I care enough about you To say, what you're doing is dumb.
0: To call you, yeah, your slip is showing.
1: And here are the possible repercussions of your actions. And so I I think a lot of people would see that as, you you say that you're loyal, but you don't have my back. No, I don't have your back in the way that you want me to because I'm not telling you that what you're doing is all sunshine and rainbows. I'm having your back and telling you long-term, this probably isn't the best decision.
0: How does that work out for you?
1: (laughs) It doesn't, I mean, I don't have a big circle and I'm okay with that because I don't, one, I don't have the time for it. Right. And two, like, it's, I don't, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't resonate. That's not, that's not it. But I'm not relevant to a lot of people or a lot of people aren't relevant to me or similar to me because it's hard to be friends with the girl who has five-year-old twins and a 10-year-old and a husband that works 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. every day and can't go out and do anything unless she finds a babysitter.
0: Mm, Right. So, yeah.
1: And a lot of people don't want that person as their friend. Yeah. Which I get. Like, the fact that I have to find a sitter to do anything on a weeknight. Believe me, I know it's a pain in the ass. Like you're preaching to the choir. And I know that it's annoying that if you call me and you're crying because of X, Y, Z, and I say, you know, I, I'm totally here for you but I need you to come to me so I can comfort you instead of me coming to you.
0: Or like when you're on the phone and you have to say, hey, wait, hold on a second, so you can say, quit doing that, quit biting your brother, quit biting your sister, quit biting that rat.
1: <laughs> right. You know, I yeah. threw the rat in again. Yes, it's a fucking mouse, and it's dead now, so. <laughs> so I I get, like, I don't have a lot of friends for that reason, and I don't have a lot of friends for the reason that I said earlier, like I just don't do fake and the friends that I do have, like I have one really good friend who I've known since, I think we met when I was, when we were 11. So, I mean, we've literally grown up together, like all of the big moments in our lives, we've been there. Right. And I have to, you know, there's been multiple times where I've had to do that with her From, I mean, from teenage years till now. And it's, it's funny because we talk now and she's like, I really wish I would have just listened to you when we were 16 because now I see that you're just saying these things because you care. But when I was 16, I thought you were being a stubborn ass. So I was a stubborn ass back and it just made us butt heads even more. Sure. And then there's, I mean, there's been other times there was one time recently where a, a friend of mine was pretending to be single on Facebook and calling, <laughs> calling her husband, her ex-husband on Facebook. And, <laughs> and I'm just like, no, no, like what good is that doing anyone? Is that doing your husband any good? No, because he's not on Facebook. So he's not seeing it. Right. Is it doing you any good? No. Like, you're still married. I mean,
0: right. it I don't serves see no you purpose, riding off you?
1: into the sunset with Fabio. Right. Like, how is that going to help you other than getting you a few extra likes? And I told her husband. She said that that was, you know, that made me unloyal and I didn't belong in the circle. And I'm like, well, I <sighs> don't. I don't particularly want somebody in my circle that has to pretend to be single. Like, if you want to be single, go file for divorce. It costs $90 at county building. If that's what's best for you, if that's what's going to make you happy, and it's something that you can feasibly do, I'm here for you. But don't make bigger problems by pretending to be something that you aren't.
0: I'm not going to be satisfied until this molehill is a mountain.
1: Like, I didn't go out of my way to tell this woman's husband. He was literally, he's... It was literally in my house, because he's friends with my husband, and he asked us, both of us as a couple, he said, if if this were you, what would you do? And my husband gave his opinion as a man, which I can never give because I'm not a man, and I gave my opinion. I said, you know, I if I were that unhappy in my marriage, I would either be finding, actively finding ways to fix it, or getting out. I wouldn't just be pretending that it's over and better on Facebook. Right. And when he went home and told her that, it it all went to shit, and she just got more and more and more fake on Facebook.
0: Oh, uh, Facebook, I tell you, man. I tell you, I tell you, I tell you, I tell you, I tell you. I tell you. Social media, Facebook, uh, all of that stuff, the future technology is really changing us for the for the absolute worst, I'll tell you that. It does so much for us. It has so much potential. It has so much good that it can do, but it also has so much Evil attached to it, and there is so much bad that can come of it. And I'm telling you, I think it's evolving too quickly, and we are devolving even quicker. And those two things produce a very bad situation for our future. But before we get into all of that, we need to take another quick break. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the 152nd episode of Perception Is Reality. Amber and I will be right back. You guys sit tight.
1: Look, I want to show you something that's really cool. You can touch it. It's okay.
0: Juliana was sexually assaulted by her stepfather when she was only eight years old.
1: Every incident, he got bolder and bolder until one day... He was bold enough to take my virginity.
0: When she was 15, she finally told her mother. She kept
1: asking me the same question over and over. Are you sure? Are you sure it wasn't a fantasy? Me and my mother no longer have a relationship.
0: Juliana then found the volunteers at Rain, which help her and other sexual abuse survivors.
1: That's why Rain plays such a huge part in my life, because I get to share my story and I get to empower other people.
0: Call 800-656-HOPE or visit RAINN.org. That's R-A-I-N-N.org for free, confidential, 24-7 support. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back at work, episode 152, Perception is Reality. I'm Chris, she's Amber, and we are ready to talk about the social media craze that is currently ongoing in our world. It's like something that we can't get out of. Uh, It's just faster and faster and faster and faster and more and more enveloping, and the more and more we're on it, the more we need to be on it, the more that we want to be on it, and the less real life there seems to be, and I think it is kind of at fault for how things seem to be so weird. And it's becoming more and more common, and it's yet so strange. You know, it's such a weird kind of of out-of-body, no-man-land type feeling for me because, you know, let's face it, you and I didn't grow up with this. You know, kids today, you know, that's how I know I'm old. Kids kids today! You know, but, I mean, that's it right there uh how people interact on Facebook uh, and what people do with it and how it's taking over lives and and what you can be and portray on Facebook whether it's true or not true or whatever you know it's like on Facebook you are always the whatever age the the viewer wants you to be i you know i look i and and i know i bash facebook and i'm on it i am absolutely on it but i'm on it with the podcast i don't i don't do live facebook i use the facebook for the podcast and and it's it's so foreign and i feel so out of water with it uh i just i i, I don't know i can't help to think that it is not somehow adding to the craze that I'm feeling and that I'm sure others are feeling because of it. And I I feel like like some kind of great awakening with it is coming. Either it's going to go full-on AI and it's going to completely take over, or people are going to have to walk away from it.
1: Well, do you ever wonder, because we're close enough in age, neither of us went through high school with social media right
0: yeah oh yeah i didn't have a i didn't have a computer in my home until i was a senior in high school like one that was connected to the internet
1: neither of us went through high school with cell phones
0: yeah i didn't have it until i was in college
1: okay and definitely not a smartphone because they weren't invented yet so i wonder and we'll we'll never know this but i wonder what you know i'm in my 30s so i wonder what would my 30s look like without social media without ever having it to begin with. Not what would my 30s look like if I got rid of it now, but.
0: If you didn't have it when you were 29.
1: Right. If I didn't have, I mean, hell, I got, I got a Facebook when I was a freshman in college because that's how you could do it back then. You had to have an education, like a college email address to get it. So I've had Facebook for 15 years now. And I just wonder like, what would it be like? How would it be different? What would my everyday look like?
0: That's a really good question. That's a really good thing to ponder on because first and foremost, Facebook from 15 years ago was nothing like Facebook today. And it's going to be nothing like Facebook of 10 years from now or 15 years from now. So it's gonna be just completely, totally unrecognizable. I mean, I was just thinking about this and kind of where I was gonna go with this was with the memories feature of Facebook. I was looking at a post that I had made. This was just a couple days ago from 2009. And what was weird about this is I was in the Delaware County Prosecutor's Office when I made the post. I knew exactly what I was doing. When this popped up on my Facebook memory, It's here it is, Uh, April 2021, and a Facebook memory pops up, and that's what they are. Their memories are supposed to show you various points in time of each and every day that you're on Facebook, okay? And they just pick random posts, okay? So, like, for example, in five years from now they're going to pick one or two postings from today's date, April 28th, 2021. And they'll only be able to pick one or two because there were so many, because I now use Facebook a different way. I don't just post my random life on there. I use it for politics and for the podcast. So I make several posts a day to connect with people. All right. Back then, 15 years ago, I was making like a post a day, maybe a post a week. Maybe I'd go a couple weeks without posting. I'd take a trip to Florida and and wouldn't take my cell phone with me back then. Or uh, I'd take my cell phone, but I wouldn't get on the Internet because I didn't have data or didn't want to waste data, you know, whatever. So you didn't Facebook the same way. In order to Facebook, you had to be on a laptop or a desktop. And you just really didn't know what to post. You were coming off of being told, you know, you don't put your personal information out there. And here we are with our picture next to our name, and they're asking us to put our most inner thoughts. And that seemed so foreign to a lot of us. And if you look back, post looks weird and whatnot. It cuts off in the middle. There's only so many characters allowed. And what's weird, what's really weird about this post that I saw the other day, from April, whatever, 24th, 2009, was I remember everything from the second that I was writing this post. I read this post, and I could remember everything that I was doing in the time around the post, I could remember what was going on. I could remember who I was around. I was standing in the Delaware County Prosecutor's Office in the process of getting a warrant signed uh, and some and and charges filed on, on a case. And I could remember who I was talking to. I was listening to a song by Otis Redding on the computer while we were waiting. And I can remember vividly the conversation that I was having. And that was really strange that that struck that in me. Because I look at posts all the time. In that memory section, and I'm like, oh, okay, I remember that post. I don't really remember what was going on, or, okay, I remember something about this. But that specific memory, I read that, and man, it, it was like time travel. It took me back to whatever day it was, April 22nd, 24th, whatever, 2009 and bam I was there in the Delaware county prosecutor's office I could see the people who I was standing around I, I it was like it was freaky and it was such a mind trip what I was experiencing there and then I realized man all of this data we're putting on Facebook on these servers it's like we're downloading ourselves on Facebook for Mark Zucker. (laughs) What's really strange is the difference and the major differences and how it has become pervasive in our lives. Back then, I was sitting there bored, and so I was playing around on my BlackBerry phone that... Facebook didn't have a Facebook app there was no app Store really it came with what was on the phone so in order to get on Facebook I had to go to the little globe which was like the Internet Explorer I had to click OK and hope that I connected to like their Wi-Fi or whatnot because I didn't want to use data and sometimes it would connect and sometimes it wouldn't sometimes it was shitty but it would connect and it was like the desktop version on my itty-bitty little BlackBerry screen and it was hard to use and hard to type even though I had the full the keyboard there because it was a blackberry but it was hard to get on even
1: though it was a blackberry yeah, had, it was like to get... www.facebook.com
0: absolutely and then when you commented it wasn't like somebody else could comment right back and you would see it because once I logged off I was off until I logged back on either there or my laptop or desktop and there were no notifications on your cellular device because there were no apps it was just the little internet there so it was very hard to use and people didn't use it like we do now hell I made that comment like at one thirty at the prosecutor's office and I might not log back on until 10.30 that night from home maybe I'd see it, maybe I'd comment, maybe I'd see it the next day, maybe I wouldn't see it for a couple days if I was busy because you didn't get these notifications. Then they developed the idea of letting you have the app and all of these apps in the app store on all of these smartphones and you could get the app and put right there so you didn't have to go to the internet to get at it. You could have instant access And then that wasn't enough. They had to let you know when somebody did something about you, when somebody liked your post, when somebody reacted to your post in a different way, when somebody commented or shared. And you can turn all of these on or off, but they want you to have them all on. So anytime it's going ding, 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 you're picking up and looking at it and engaging and giving more of yourself away. Earlier this week I heard somebody say that they thought we were witnessing the death of the internet. In the early 2000s, the internet was like the wild, wild west. It was uncharted and untamed. And now, 20-some years on, it's very corporate and it's very kind of up-the-nose with what's happening. And and everybody should be able to tell. And, And, you know, like I said, again, I just use the internet for politics and for the podcast. I'm not detailing my every moment of my every waking life on there. I'm not downloading my soul or my brain, my consciousness to my quote unquote Facebook avatar I know there are some people that are doing it because they're posting every moment of every waking part of their life they're posting their dogs their kids their kids dogs their dogs kids their parents their parents kids dogs parents you know it's it's really crazy because it's at one point it's like where do you end and your social media begin or vice versa it's it's really creepy. And people like me or or you or, or others are realizing that. And so the question is is it too late? Like, can we get out? Can can we pull back? Or or do they have us? And and some people are saying, well, they think that a change is happening, a change is occurring, and it might be the death of the internet or social media in the way that it's been. You know, it might be going through some kind of a change, or maybe it's too late. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's, it's the taking over of the social media and the internet, and it's like, the death of, of us. Look at it like this. Back in the 2000s, the internet was a place where you went to do things. It was where you went to try to get a phone number or, or find directions to your favorite restaurant or look up the lyrics to this song that you had in your head. It's where you went to do things. We no longer go to the internet to do things. We now live in the internet, you know?
1: Oh, that's rough.
0: It is. I mean, AI is a very weird thing, and the idea of what we're talking about here is a weird thing. Like, I'll be honest. I don't know if in our lifetime we will see AI take over and be as big as, like, they always say it is in the movies. I I don't know that we will see that, but... I believe the human race will see that at some point. It might be 50 or 100 years after we're gone, but I do believe that humans and the machine, the Internet coming together in some kind of form, some way, uh, and AI being very prevalent is, is in our future. Do you watch Black Mirror, or do you know what it is? No. Okay, so for Amber or anyone in the audience that doesn't know what it is, well, first I'll say this. Anybody listening that knows what this is... Please feel free to message me on Facebook at Christopher H. Bilberry or email me at khbilberry at gmail.com and let me know what your favorite Black Mirror episode is. For the rest of you that don't know what it is, and for Amber, uh, you guys are going to have to check it out. So Black Mirror is described as a dystopian science fiction anthology television series. Uh, It's it's based out of the United Kingdom. Uh, It's on the BBC network. It's, it's really an amazing, amazing program. Uh, I call it like a modern-day uh, Twilight Zone. It says it examines modern society, particularly with regard to the unanticipated consequences of new technologies. It kind of like looks at the flip side to all of the good that these technologies can do. And so it's not based 5,000 years in the future, so it's unbelievable. It's like if we keep going the way we are with our technology advancing the way that it is, like just imagine the last 50 years, okay? So in the last 50 years, think of all of the advances that have been made. Now, if we keep increasing the way that we are imagine how advanced everything will be in 50 years from now we might not have flying cars and we might not be uh, zooming up to mars through a particle accelerator or whatnot but our technology i'm sure in 50 years is going to be crazy wild now imagine all of the good that our current technology does because it does a hell of a lot of good Now imagine all of the bad that it currently does or the untold bad that it could do. Now imagine again 50 years into the future all of the technology that we can't even dream of and imagine the bad that can come from it. Now every one of the episodes in the entire series is fantastic. I'm not a big fan of the movie they put out, the interactive movie. It kind of sucked. But the the actual television series episodes are fantastic but one that is really crazy to me is from the series or season two it's the first episode it's called be right back and basically now here's a spoiler for anybody that might want to watch this that that hasn't this has been out since 2013 so it's not like i'm wasting uh the the secrets of some just recently released movie so you know take that for what it is go turn this off watch it and come back if you want so basically the episode is about a boyfriend and a girlfriend who are madly in love and live in the countryside of England but he is killed in a car accident Soon after they moved out there, at the funeral, the girlfriend's uh, friend talks about a new online service which helped her in a similar situation. And the <clears throat> the girlfriend yells at her friend, thinking that it's some kind of sex site or some kind of like dating site, and she's not ready for that. Well, after a couple weeks of mourning this loss, she decides to try this service, and what this service is is you upload all of the social media and written information that you have of the person who is deceased, and it takes a look at all of the written material and all of the social media posts, and an AI bot then can communicate with you through text, through email, in the type of sentence structure and using words and phrases that your deceased person would use.
1: Sounds terrifying. Uh,
0: yeah, it is. It's it's really crazy. So, anyways, the boyfriend starts to contact her through this AI service via text and, and email and it kind of freaks her out, but she like quickly falls in love with it because it's using words and phrases that he has used in the past because it has all of the communications. And it's it's really, really wild and then uh, it, it, it upgrades so now it can use his pictures and videos and she can see it and she can talk to it and she's like really kind of falling in love with this and she's she's ignoring other things in her life and just communicating with this AI being, you know, and it's it's really, really creepy. Well, <clears throat> there's a time where it tells her of a new experimental stage or experimental program that they're offering, and she can turn a blank AI bot or android into basically uh, a, a robot that looks just like her deceased boyfriend. And she decides to do it and almost instantly after turning this thing on she starts to regret it she she says it doesn't have the same personality that he has and it's creepy it doesn't sleep it doesn't eat it you know it, it because it's ai robot you know and so uh, there's one night like where they're starting to become intimate, and she realizes when she takes the shirt off that he doesn't have a mole that the boyfriend had, and she points that out, and like you see a, a mole appear on the body. Ah! And, uh, like, then they, you know, they do their thing. It, <laughs> it, it creeps her out, and she ends up ordering it to leave one night. And it does, because it's just following her order. And she was like, wait a minute, that's not what he would have done. He would have resisted that. So she gets really mad. And the next day, she takes it to this mountain where she orders it to jump off and kill itself, basically. And it starts to, and she's like, wait a minute, he wouldn't have done that. So then the the AI pleads for its life, like starts begging, and she gets really freaked out. Well then, many years later, it shows the girlfriend now has a daughter. Apparently she got pregnant before the real boyfriend died. And the <clears throat> daughter is taking a piece of cake up to the attic where they have the boyfriend android locked up there, and the, the girlfriend only allows the daughter to see the android on weekends, but she makes an exception for her birthday. The daughter uh, chats with the android while, while the girlfriend stands at the bottom of the attic stairs and forces herself to join him. It's very creepy because, you know, the thing is, think about that. Who doesn't have a deceased family member that they wouldn't love to see one more time or love to get a text message from or love to hear. You know, but the the thing is, is this is never really that person. This might be that person's thoughts or words from something, but it's just very creepy. And it, it talks about, you know, how there, there might be good aspects, but there's always a other side of the coin. And, to me, Facebook is kind of doing that. Like, we're uploading ourselves to this service, and, you know, like, what's going to happen on the other side of it?
1: Yeah. Like, I, I mean, Facebook is cool for the things that allows you to see or have that you would not normally be able to see. Like, for instance, one of the things that I thought is really cool and I just recently experienced this was I had, so my mom dated a guy when I was young and he had a niece that was my age. And when they were dating, she and I were inseparable and she lived in Florida. I obviously did not. And we'd, I mean, we'd vacation down there and, I mean, some of my best memories in Florida involved this girl. And my mom and this guy broke up when I was in sixth grade. And they, like, broke up, broke up. Like, no longer had any contact. Right. No one knew what happened to him. Like, it was a big deal. And he... I guess this isn't completely Facebook. um, He recently... So I was in sixth grade, what, um, 22 years ago. Okay. (laughs) Um, he recently found my mom on LinkedIn Okay. and requested her. And my mom was like, Oh my gosh, how have you been? And of course, when she tells me like, Hey, I found Mike on Facebook or on LinkedIn, I'm like, well, ask him about Ashley. Because I had, I mean, as soon as I got a Facebook, I started looking for this girl.
0: Really? Okay.
1: Because we hadn't, I mean, we, they broke up and we weren't, we couldn't be friends anymore Mm -hmm. because, you know, we were 11 year old girls. I couldn't just hop up and fly to Florida when I wanted to. Yeah. And there was no way, I mean, we didn't have cell phones. So we essentially fell off the face of the earth to one another by no fault of our own. And I, I mean, as soon as I got a Facebook, I started looking for her. So I told my mom, I was like, oh, my gosh, well, ask him about Ashley. Like, how do I get in contact with her? And my mom called me the next day and she was like, hey, I, I talked to Mike and, you know, he lives in Florida now, too. And, and I was like, OK. And he was she goes and Ashley died in 2008. Oh, and I was like, I mean, it was the most. It was so bizarre to be grieving a person that I didn't even know Mm. because I didn't know, I didn't know 2008 her. Like I was, once I found that out, once I found that she had passed away, I was able to find her obituary and, and you know, read that. But I didn't know that person. You know, I know, I knew a child, I knew a little girl and granted she was only 19 when she died. But here I am grieving someone that's already been dead for thirteen years.
0: Damn, that's wild.
1: And I still they still occasionally talk, Mike and my mom. And he found old pictures. His his mom is sick. Um, so they've been going through old pictures and stuff, and he found old pictures of Ashley and I when they took us to Disney World when we were five.
0: Oh gosh.
1: And I'm just like, I'm like, that's in my mind. And I know this isn't true, but in my mind, that's who died.
0: Yeah, the, oh, I get it. Yeah, right. The, the, the last person you knew, because obviously yeah. you didn't know a 19 year old, that person. And Ooh, that's wild.
1: Yeah. And it's, I mean, I'm, it sucks that she's dead, but it's also, it's also kind of neat That at least I'm able to know that now,
0: right? Well, yeah, right. You're not not just searching.
1: What happened to this friend that I had?
0: I tell you, it's strange. It's it's really strange how technology works. It's it's it can be a tool for so much good, but it always has that other side very strange it's it's amazing how it can be good for like that situation that you just talked about or for people who are adopted but think about how many people get stalked with it or you know that don't want to be found like that and, and that it's it's totally a nightmare for it's it's absolutely horrible man i tell you i i can't get this out of my head since you said the adoption thing um this is all over the place tonight and i i'm i promise uh this is really bizarre, but uh, this is always a fear I had as a kid. Let me ask you: Do you remember, or have you seen the movie *Flight of the Navigator*?
1: I have heard of it. I have not watched it.
0: It's been a very long time since I've seen it, and I'm not really even sure that I know what goes on in the movie. I think there's a possibility that I think something else goes on, and I, you know, I don't know. But it has been the cause of so much craziness in my life as a child i always had this really weird fear when i was a little kid so of course as we've talked before and, and everybody knows uh my parents have been divorced from a very young age at 18 months and my stepfather's in my life and and i love all three of them the same uh, so i i've had a wonderful life with parents and there's never been any issue there But I always had this dream or this fear that somehow, I don't even know what would be going on that this would all happen, but something would happen and my mother and my father and like all of my father's and mother's family would all be killed somehow. I I don't know what that would be that would cause that, but uh, I I did dream that. And then from there, what would happen would be My stepfather would take my brother and I, okay, and we would be fine. Now, keep in mind, my brother is my stepfather's biological kid, so we are half-brothers, same mom, different father, and I would be fine. That would be, you know, if something horrible happened, I would be fine with Phil like that. But then in the dream or the fear... Basically, what happens next is he remarries. Okay, great. So we're with Phil and uh, his new wife. Then the dream gets darker because something happens to Phil. Now we're with this woman, and she gets remarried, and uh, we are now with two people who we are nowhere and no way connected to. Maybe they don't love us. And uh, I tell you, this was the cause for so much Weird worry when I was a little kid. I've recently told my mother this, and she was like, "What in the hell? I must have did too much drugs as a kid because something is wrong with you." Yeah, kid I think because... I
1: think this is this is like therapy level. Yeah,
0: stuff. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> no, but I mean that's that's and that's the thing. Like I, so I, I basically I had some kind of fear that I was going to wind up with people that like didn't love me, that that was not mine, that was not my people. And I don't know why this is, but I believe that I blame it on this movie, Flight of the Navigator, because Flight of the Navigator, the plot, just off the top of my head, is this spaceship crashes in this kid's backyard, and he gets in the, in the ship, and it takes him off on these adventures, and the kid goes missing, and the family's looking for him. Well, when it brings him back it's like went forward in time but it also is like in a parallel universe or something and the people in that home don't know him and he recognizes the home and it's it's his neighborhood and his house but it's not his parents there it's very crazy and for some reason that has spurred this on I don't even know if my recollection of the movie is correct but it's just what I think in my adult brain that my dumbass little kid brain was thinking But trying to get back on topic here. All of this stuff, all of this technology, everything that's going on, you know, it's all great stuff. It really is good stuff. And as we get older, maybe it'll help us more. Maybe it'll freak us out. I don't know. I have no idea. I know that we're going to continue getting older and technology is going to continue advancing and every second i get closer to saying get off my lawn and i'm perfectly fine with that i will be fine in that role and who knows how technology may help or hinder me in achieving that goal i you know we'll just have to wait and see who knows what kind of technology awaits us 10 20 30 50 Eighty, hundred years from now, I think it's going to be really wild. And I'll be honest, I, I don't know about you or anybody else, but I'm always kind of going to be waiting for shit to go bad because of it.
1: Right? Like, when is it?
0: When's the when sh- other oh, shoe going to go drop?
1: Too far, and are we going to know that it's gone too far?
0: That's the thing. I mean, you know, what's too far? What is too far? Needing the star on our license? Needing to make sure that we have the digital copy of our vaccine passport to be able to travel from state to state or from country to country or to get on an airplane or to go into a federal building. You know, to have some kind of digital tracking uh, in your arm, the mark of the beast. You know, I tell you, already with Samsung, I found out the other day this thing can tell you where you are down to the second. I, I know they've always said they can do it, but I've never seen it. And the other day... I was talking to somebody about someplace I had been and we were going, we were talking about various things and I was able to go on my phone and it was able to say you were, you know, at your location for four minutes. And I was like, okay. And it it then showed me where I went, what path I took, and it showed me pictures that my phone had taken along the way that I had not taken. And that shit creeps me the hell out. And I never knew it did that before.
1: But you're not gonna get that digital tracking device when they want to implant it into your arm, right? Fuck no. Uh, I'm... (laughs) you already have one i
0: understand it but i could easily get rid of the phone i could get rid of the phone and and i'm i am one weird conspiracy or one weird happening away from doing that
1: i'm just giving you shit by the way like i don't uh, actually expect you to get the tracking well shit
0: no yeah right hell have you got the vaccine
1: uh no are
0: you getting the vaccine
1: the only way I will get the vaccine.
0: Oh, ha, 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 ha. So you're going to get the vaccine then, right? <laughs> well, the
1: only way I will get the vaccine is if it is required yes. for me to get on a cruise yes. ship. Yes.
0: It will be required for you to get on a cruise ship.
1: It w- I'm sure it will be, but no one can tell me when. Right. And you- until I have a boarding pass with Carnival and my name stamped right on it. Right there will not be a vaccine.
0: Do you have the star on your license
1: yet? I do because I had to get that for my old job. I had to fly yep. occasionally.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was pissy about that.
1: Yeah. And yeah. I was moving anyway. Like it wasn't required until I yeah.
0: think, I, I, I don't
1: think it's even required until think, October of this year. Yep. I think so. Um, but I was moving anyway and my job had already sent out an email like, you need to get on this because we also had, fleet vehicles so you know we had to have good valid driver's license to drive a fleet vehicle and they just sent the reminder and i was like you know what what the hell i've already got you know my left arm and 15 pieces of mail proving that i am who i am so
0: yeah i had a big problem even with getting the star on the license Not to mention the COVID-19 vaccine, chips they're trying to put in your fingers and in your hands and in your skin. To hell with all of that. I'm not doing any of that craziness. I can't get behind all of that craziness. And like I said, I'm just one, one weirdo conspiracy away from dumping the phone in the drink and uh, going and living in the woods. I tell you, a matter of fact, for anybody... Let me tell you, I got the perfect place, and I will not tell you. And you'll be like, nah, nah, he doesn't. I'm telling you right now, I do. When the shit hits the fan, yeah, I got the place to be. You know what I mean? So, in wrapping it up, I'll say it's a bitch getting old. Maybe technology will help us. Maybe it won't. It'll probably be the death of us all. Who knows? It's very scary. But. Whether or not people have the star on their driver's license, whether or not they have the COVID-19 vaccine, and or whether or not they let their cell phones track them, why don't you allow them to know where they can track you?
1: I can be found on Facebook at Amber Green. Green has me at the end and my business page is a touch of green. Um, if you are trying to follow my business page, I greatly appreciate you, but I have been incredibly busy with other endeavors currently. So that is not a super lively page, um, but, you know, my, I, I occasionally post some really great public stuff on my normal profile, so you can find the humor there. <laughs> oh, f-
0: find find all those molehills turned into mountains <laughs> at evergreen. <Amber>
1: <laughs> yeah, there was no, no you, you, whatever you're just you're just stuck on rodents. oh
0: yeah. they, <laughs> right no <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, all right, folks, you have a wonderful uh until next time, and we'll talk to you then
1: <laughs> <laughs> Bye <laughs> standing up to pee.
0: This has been Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey, where we aim for better government through citizen involvement.